0: What's up, my friends? Welcome back to the podcast. All right, you guys, we're in for a treat today. Today, we're talking with Dr. Erica Garcia-Thomas. I call her Dr. E. Erica is amazing. She's a mom, she's a wife, she's a business owner, And she's a follower of Jesus. And I love, love, love that she's actually a part of our community. So Erica was actually a part of the Feel Better journey that we just wrapped up. And I wanted you guys to hear from her. First of all, she's absolutely amazing. And her story of tenacity and resiliency and just the power of God in her life one day at a time is so powerful. And I actually need to have her back on at some point to share her story with you guys. But today she just touches on a few things in her process that I really think can help and encourage you, especially if you're feeling stuck in any parts of your life. Erica really talks vulnerably and honestly about her process. And if you're wrestling with feelings of not feeling good enough, even though you're doing all the things with the Lord and Everything you're supposed to be doing, quote unquote, right? And you're striving to feel good enough, but you're still feeling like a little bit of emptiness inside. Oh my gosh, what an exhausting hamster wheel that can be. So Erica really talks about that and her experience. And I think it can really encourage all of us, number one, to know that we're not alone and that we're not crazy, that we struggle, but actually there's hope for us as well. Erica talks about her experience with going through the Feel Better journey and what it means to do this holy and hard work. And we talk about that holy and hard work being self-awareness and allowing the Lord to touch and to come in and actually bring healing to places within us that are wounded or that are hurting or that affect us that we don't even know are affecting us and how doing that work is so worth it in the long run. And you guys, it's not only worth it for you, but... It's worth it for the circle of people around you. There's that old quote, you know, when the tide rises, all the boats rise with the tide, right? That means for us that when we get better, the people around us get better. Also, Erica is hilarious and she takes over as host at one point and asks me some questions, which I absolutely loved. You guys, I'm so stoked to share one of our community members with you all, with our community, and I just hope you're so encouraged by Erica, and I hope that you feel the love. Erica is incredible, and we are so blessed to have her as part of our community. So also, I wanted to mention, if you are interested in jumping in this next round of the Feel Better journey that Erica and I are talking about, it launches at the end of February, and please check out that link in the show notes or go to dannysumner.com forward slash the feel better journey to sign up. Erica goes into more detail about her experience in the program. And you guys, I hope it really helps you, especially if you're on the fence and debating if this journey is right for you. Because clarity is king. I'm telling you, indecisiveness can drive us nuts. So just make a decision and go with it, or make a decision not to go with it, but just make a decision because you'll feel better. I promise, okay? And that's what the Feel Better Journey is all about. Helping you and equipping you to feel better. And honestly, that's what the podcast is all about. So I hope this episode encourages you. It's really fun to just glean some wisdom from somebody within our community. I've learned so much from Erica. She's just incredible. And I am so stoked to share her with you guys. All right, enough from me. Let's dive in. Welcome to a Holy Mess Podcast. All right, my friends, we all know life can be so difficult and painful at times, especially when we're carrying grief or loss or wrestling with shame about our past, anxiety about our future, or frankly, like we are just not enough. But there has to be so much more for us. There is hope and joy, peace, love, fun, purpose, and a reason that you, my friend, are on this planet. Let's partner with God so you can be who he created you to be as you wrestle through and trudge through your mess. Hi, I'm Danny, a recovering alcoholic, a mom, a wife, a mentor, and dust. We are only here for a moment. Let's live like it. I'm just like you. I'm a holy mess most days. Actually, every day. Let's have some fun and laugh while trudging through our mess. This stuff doesn't need to be dry and boring. Let's dig in. What's up, E? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for saying yes to come on to talk about the Feel Better journey. But before we dive into all the juicy questions about the Feel Better journey and your experience, tell us, who are you? Yes, I'm
1: Erica. I live out in Charlotte, North Carolina. I met Danny when I lived in California a long time ago. And I have an amazing husband named Eddie and two daughters, One's a teenager and one is in elementary school. So our life is full and busy and wonderful. That's
0: awesome. I love it. Okay. I love it. That sounded like the very white picket fence version. Yeah, we're not. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're not at all. (laughs) Okay. But honestly, looking at your quote unquote resume, you look like you got your stuff together, girl. I mean, right? Like you've got your doctorate, successful business, beautiful family, like all of the things, right?
1: Yes. I have all the things,
0: but that does not mean I know all the things. I love it. I love it. Well, the reason I brought that up is because actually a friend texted me this morning and she said, am I broken enough to join the feel better journey? Like, Is it really just for people who are like kind of a hot mess? And I was like, well, yes and yes. So I think we're all broken enough to join the feel better journey. But I think really and truly the feel better journey is for people that are Ready and have already done some work, right? Like they've probably gone to therapy, they've been pursuing Jesus, they're probably gone on some retreats, they're really doing the self-help work, right? I know that's kind of a dirty word in Christianity, but the reality is we've got to look at ourselves to find those places and deal with those shadow places within us and, and all of that. So my question is: I mean, E, you look like you got it all together. Like, why'd you join the feel better journey?
1: Well. While I am an achiever and an accomplisher in life and on my resume, there's a lot of deeper inner work that I still have yet to do. And there is an emptiness, no matter how many things or how many accolades or how many degrees you have, there is an emptiness that can only be filled by the love that Jesus gives. But you have to learn how to receive that love. And truly accept it. And that's where I knew I was stuck. When I first came into the Feel Better journey, I said that a lot. Danny, I'm stuck. I'm just stuck. I have, you know, successful business, great family. I have everything I've ever wanted in life. And I just feel stuck. And so that stuck translated to not feeling good enough. And that's what I came to the Feel Better journey seeking
0: to remedy. Wow. I love that. I love that. Okay. Well, we're going to unpack that in a minute. But let me ask you just basically, and I don't think I've ever actually asked you this question, but have you ever done a group coaching program before? Or was this your first one?
1: This was my first one. I've been in many Bible studies. I've led Bible studies, done therapy for a number of years and been in recovery circles. But I had not done group coaching. This was a brand new
0: experience. Oh, I love it. Okay, so were you hesitant or were you like, no way, I'm doing this, I'm all in? Or were you a little bit afraid because of the group concept or the coaching concept? Like, can you unpack that for us? Were you afraid or hesitant about any aspects of this whole thing?
1: Oh, yeah. I wasn't just hesitant. I was scared to death. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Be, be honest, I love that. No, I think most people are there. Like, I was so scared. I knew that it could be a good thing if it worked, but I've done so many different groups of, you know, in church and social justice and cause wise and all of these areas of growth. And I just continue to feel the same way. Uh. And I'd say I was scared all the way up to the first
0: meeting, but it was virtual, which made it a little bit easier for me. Yes. So, and you were blessed that you had Eddie, right? Like a lot of people don't really even have a, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they're struggling in their marriage or if, even if they have a great marriage, they don't process all these depth of soul things with their spouse, right? Right, right. So that makes sense. So what was going on in your life spiritually that led you to want to pursue something like this?
1: Yeah. So spiritually, I have had a relationship with Jesus for over gosh, 20 years now, maybe even longer. And I have signed up for all the activities. I have worked in ministry. I have been behind the scenes and been the responsible Christian doing the things and continue to struggle connecting with Christ in deeper ways. And so I had just felt like I hit a ceiling and was ready for something different and something more. And that's where when you came out with this Feel Better journey or you were putting it together, I was really interested in exploring group coaching in general, let alone something that is
0: Jesus-based was even better for me. I love that. I love that. Okay. So tell us, what was it like to sit with other like-minded people to support you through the journey?
1: Well, I didn't know any of them, which was intimidating at first. And then the more that we shared, I think I was even the first to share, if I remember right. And to watch other people on the screen, not only agree with what I said, but then articulate how it related to them. I didn't feel alone. I didn't feel like I had something I had to prove or cover up. There was no... Um, Anxiety about that in that first meeting after I had just gone first and shared. And it grew into this trusting space over the next few weeks. And <clears throat> even just staying in touch through text messaging through the week and voice texts and mails, and even getting to meet one of them in person, just as I've just made lifelong friends.
0: And that's amazing. That's amazing. So, now this group was really unique. Well maybe it wasn't unique. I mean I don't know, right? We don't know how the future groups are going to unfold, but you made amazing connections with all of the women in the group and I should say right now in this. So this is for men and women, but we will never do a commingled group. It'll be a men's group and a women's group just because of, you know, comfortability and making sure that, you know, the men are comfortable in the men's group and the women are comfortable in the women's group and and all that sort of thing. So, but you had six women in your group besides yourself and you felt really connected to all of them. And that's amazing. But what if in the future, I mean, we can't guarantee that everybody's going to hit it off as well as this group did. Although I got to bet if we're doing this work, people are going to make rich connections. But would it still have been worth it if you only walked away with one or two deep relationships? Now, I know you have a tribe of people in your corner now but would it have still been worth it if really you only connected with one or two of them, but you still just processed through the audios and did the workbook and showed up live for those Zoom calls? Like, would that still have been worth it?
1: Yes, because it was an investment in myself. And in a time of life where, you know, I got two young kids, we have two businesses between my husband and I. We, I was finishing my doctorate. There's just a lot going on. We just have a lot of stressors and chaos in our life, and many people do. And this program, I saw it as an investment in myself. And I blocked off. I know you said the meetings were 60 to 90 minutes uh, once a week. I blocked off two hours and I told my people, do not come in my office during this time. The food's in the fridge. You have what you need. Bible study. Don't bug me. And it was carving out 2 hours for myself and then just listening to the private podcast throughout the week and really percolating on the material doing the workbook it just it was an investment
0: in myself i love that i love that well and i know i mean i can speak for myself and i think for our people right so it's hard for us to invest in ourselves like we're really giving and we're we're there if someone has a crisis or a need like we're the first one there to help in any way we can but it's very rare that we cut that time to take care of ourselves. And honestly, it's it's investing in our relationship with the Lord. And just the better we are, the better we are for our people too. I mean, that is like the real deal work. And that's, you know, that's part of why, you know, when I got into recovery, I remember someone telling me, if you don't deal with your stuff, like you're only going to pass it on to the people in your life, not only your kids, but Your friendships, your marriage, your relationships, like all of this, like we have to deal with our stuff and to take the time. So I love that. E, I love that you looked at it like that. So, well, let me ask you this. So you can name one or what were some of the breakthroughs for you in the program or what was your biggest breakthrough as we journeyed in the program?
1: Yeah. So when Jim came in, I know you love Jim. Uh, yes. It's easier therapy. I do. But we all feel like he's our therapist because of your <laughs> podcast. So I love that. Meeting Jim on screen was really cool and watching him coach other members of our group and talk through the material we were learning that week. He said something that really struck me and was life changing for me. He said many things. I wish we had recorded it because I would have watched it over and over again. But what he said was, when did the world fall on my shoulders? How old was I? Wow. When did the world fall on my shoulders? How old was I? And the memory came back of me as a little girl watching my brother almost be kidnapped. Like the car drove up. I mean, I could describe the whole memory over and over again. And while he was talking, I, I wrote, you know, I like my notes and my diagrams and all that. I was processing and, you know, to be clear, this is not the most traumatic memory I've ever had. This is not the most dangerous situation I've ever been in. I've lived a life. So let's be honest about that. <laughs> this is not one that I would have picked as like, oh, yeah, that was a life changing traumatic thing. I didn't even remember to be honest, until I heard, when did the world fall on my shoulders? How old was I? Now, I don't know how old I was. Can't answer that part. But the world fell on my shoulders that day. Really? And through the work in the program, I was able to connect that one experience as a little girl to 40 years hey. of self-protectedness of feeling like the world was a risky place it went from a safe curious place of innocence through that experience it shifted so that was something that was interesting because I was able to see how it infiltrated how I saw the world how I parented how I interacted in relationships And I was able to unpack that and work through that. And it has been, it has been amazing. So that's one example of an aha moment, but there were many, there were many.
0: Well, before you unpack anything else, let me just pause for a moment because I want to unpack this with you. That is profound. And I remember when Jim said that, and you guys know I'm one of Jim's biggest fans, but when we can unpack these places in our lives that are not necessarily the biggest trauma or the biggest betrayal or the biggest things that we already know those things impacted us. We already know we've got to process and deal with those things. But when you're in a coaching program and when these questions come up and you actually have permission to deal with even the little things that seem little or seem insignificant, but truly they left their imprint on us and when we can actually deal with those things and then repack it and understand ourselves more and having the gift of self-awareness, right? to partner with the Holy Spirit, to bring peace to those places. I mean, it's absolutely magical. So I love, love, love that you brought that up because so many of us, we discount or we minimize or we've forgotten more than we remember of the things that affect us deeply and profoundly. But when we can actually unpack some of these things and we don't even need to go through every memory. I mean, even if you go to therapy, you're not unpacking every single memory. It's just the overarching themes. Like, how do you deal with those so that you can truly become the person you want to become that you're supposed to become by the power of the Holy Spirit, right? And oh my gosh, Erica, that's beautiful. I love that. And you know, I'm one of Jim's biggest fans. So I'm so grateful that Jim has said yes to come on because he is a bonus session in the program. And that, you know, 90 minutes with him, watching him coach you guys was incredible for me to sit back and watch. That was just That was super fun for me. So that's awesome.
1: Yes. Yes. And then processing as a group after that with these ladies who I've developed this trust and rapport with and to be able to continue to process that, what we were learning in weeks to come. It's been life changing. I love that. I love that.
0: And it's a big deal to learn to trust again and to learn that there are good people out there like-minded that are doing the same inner healing work that are not gonna wound us and not gonna hurt us. Now we can't guarantee that, right? Because we don't know how relationships pan out, but just to learn to trust in those areas again. So obviously in the group coaching calls each week, I don't coach everybody live, right? Because it's really whoever is kind of up that week and if they're up for it and what they want to deal with. But did you benefit watching others get coached what was the benefit there or was there a benefit to it? Can you kind of unpack that part of the program for us?
1: Yeah, that was a surprise to me that watching someone else be coached by you or processing gym, it was profound for me because I always received something from it. And I didn't always share what I received. I wasn't always the one to be coached. I think it wasn't until even the last week that I was really up, to be coached myself. I had to see a couple people go through it first, but it was impactful because there were pieces of what they were saying and the process that helped me during the week in my life apply the concepts. And so concepts like compassionate curiosity were life-changing to me to go back to where I was as a child in that memory of watching my brother almost be kidnapped and having compassion for myself. And of course, I felt that way. Of course, I had these reactions. And in just this mindset, I was able to see someone else have a completely different memory and experience. And then I could apply that later on throughout the week
0: in my life. I love that. I love that. Now, you touched on compassionate curiosity. So you guys, compassionate curiosity, that's one of the strategies. So there's a bunch of different tools and strategies that we use to really unpack things and to to move forward in our life, right? And compassionate curiosity is a huge concept that takes a little bit to unpack or to really understand, but it's basically just how do we embrace and accept Jesus's enormous compassion for us? And how do we look at our life through a curious lens, not a judgmental lens, right? And this takes a little bit of unpacking, but that's what she's talking about, about this compassionate curiosity. So that's amazing. That's amazing. Were there any other breakthroughs or kind of shocking parts that you weren't anticipating that you're like, wow, that was helpful or that was impactful? Is there anything else?
1: The private audios were really helpful to be able to have a steady stream of content that then we unpacked in a written workbook or digital workbook, in addition to the live sessions where we met as a group. So for me, the different ways of learning, that was really helpful to see and to experience, and then just to feel safe in a group of strangers. That was very healing and very I mean, I've just made lifelong friends. And so I'm excited to continue journeying with them and to continue to grow and learn. And I mean, I was just texting them this morning about just an everyday situation where I was beating myself up inside for not being on time to something and being able to use the tools in this program to change how I looked at the situation and have God's eyes for myself. And that situation and it just was so cool to celebrate that with my friends just through a simple text message because we have this foundation in this experience the shared experience of 6 weeks.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, and that's been one of the things for me is how do I help people experience the love and the grace and the true compassion and purpose of God in our lives and take it from like head knowledge, book knowledge to like heart knowledge. Like how do we live that out? And I think we talked about it in week six, but you guys, grace is free. Like, you know, we all go to church pretty much. We all know Jesus loves us, right? Like, you know, it's what the Bible tells us, right? And it's what Christianity tells us, right? Well, that's great. That's wonderful. But how do we actually live it out? Like, how do you actually live into grace? And grace is free, but I think to like live it out, it takes some work to like actually walk in the confidence that Christ has for us. It takes a little bit of work. It takes a little bit of self-awareness. It takes partnership with the Holy Spirit and with other like-minded believers who are going after the same thing that can speak life into different areas of our lives. So yeah, that's awesome to hear you say that because that fires me up.
1: Yes. And actually it was in week six of us meeting together where I had this revelation that I don't think I truly accept and grasp the grace of God, because if I did My life would look different, not in like a judgy myself way, but just in, hey, guys, here's where I'm at. And I've been a Christian for this long, and I am exploring this acceptance of this receiving process that I don't need to earn God's love and his faithfulness and his lavishing over me, though I say I believe this. And I will tell anyone it's true because it is. I don't think I've actually absorbed it into who I am and how I live. And this program has helped me not only recognize those deficiencies where I'm going to grow, but have the tools to actually implement it and receive
0: it in small doses throughout the week. That's awesome. So basically what you're saying is the feel better journey is like enzymes so you can absorb the good nutrients that you're about to eat.
1: <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm, just <kidding.
0: laughs> I'm just kidding. My dear friend's son has cystic fibrosis. And if you know anybody who has cystic fibrosis, they don't absorb nutrients very well. So he has to have enzyme before he uh-huh. eats so that he can absorb the nutrients. So as you were talking, I was like, oh, my gosh. That's- Got it. Levi. I'm like, That was you so know.
1: random. Where did that <laughs> come from? <laughs> I was thinking like a sponge absorbing what...
0: That's awesome. Well, clearly, I'm not a nutritionist, but whatever. I might have said it wrong. So, okay, that's awesome. So overall, was it worth it? And would you do it again? Yes, it was
1: worth it. It was an investment in myself, like I've said. But now I see it was an investment in everyone else who is in the group, because we're journeying and doing life together in our journey group. And this is something that is going to continue for me. This is something that has become a part of my routine and my spiritual growth. And Danny, you've really been a leader in my life of spiritual direction through your podcast, through this coaching program. And now I'm in a place of keeping that going and I'm owning that. And I was doing it before, but it's even deeper now. And I think that's the difference for me. And that's where the investment of time and energy and resources really makes a difference. And I know I have a lot of friends who want to do it as well. And Simon has been up because he's like waiting for you to open the doors for men because he's in it. (laughs) Those are his words. I didn't make him do that.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) I don't make him do anything. (laughs) I love it. Well, it's a good marriage. But yeah, no, and we are going to do a session for men. I'm convinced of it because I think... Well, a couple of men have already reached out, but I think it can be really powerful for men to make those connections with other men as well. And, you know, about 40%, maybe 35, 40% of the people that I actually have coached one on one have actually been men. So I love working with men. So it's women, I love you too, but men, you're my people too.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I think it's been a new way to look at growth and it's been the merging of Church principles of community and friendship with the recovery and then implementing therapy. It's not a replacement for therapy. It adds to
0: that for me. I love that. Yeah. And I will say right now, it's not a replacement for therapy. This is not a therapy group, therapy group, or anything like that. This is a six week group coaching program with a ton of principles that I've gleaned from the therapy world and from recovery world and from brain science and based on Jesus and Christianity and and biblical principles and all of that. So this program was really built through blood, sweat and tears of my own experience, right? So I mean, I've said it a zillion times, I didn't create any of this stuff. What I did is I pulled everything that worked well for me. And trust me, there was a lot of stuff I tried that didn't work. Okay, there's a lot of stuff out there that's woo-woo and crazy. And it didn't work. It didn't move the needle. So what I did, with the help of a lot of counsel and wisdom and Jim poured into this program too of directing and putting these pieces together in such a way to make it flow so we can actually sustain some change in our life and sustain breakthrough and you know learn how to live through these things right and not just wait Mm -hmm. for that magic pill or that magic wand to change our circumstances or to you know deliver us from all anxiety like ah great if you can be delivered from anxiety wonderful hallelujah but that hasn't been my experience like it's a learning how to live and thrive no matter what life is thrown at you right no matter what circumstances like how do we get up every day and have the tenacity to keep going and you know pursue Jesus and experience Mm -hmm. his peace and hear from him and you know all these components okay I'll get off my soapbox I'm interviewing you
1: well hold on I have a question for you I have a question let's go am I allowed to ask questions
0: of you Well, (laughs) I know you're the host, but this is my podcast and I make the rules. I'm going to say yes. (gasps) Ask away. I I love it. Perfect. Okay. You're the host now. Ask away.
1: A question just came up in my mind when you were talking about, you know, this content and blood, sweat and tears, because I've seen you live this out. You live these principles. You apply these strategies. What was it like for you watching Jim, your therapist of X amount of years, like forever, coach us in that kind of setting?
0: Well, it was magical. I mean, I love Jim. I'm one of Jim's biggest fans. And I think that I've been so blessed to have him in my life, really helping me and equipping me in all of this. And I would bottle Jim up and give him to everybody at this point. Like, I think (laughs) Jim is the dude. He just has so much wisdom and life experience. And He's been a therapist for, I think, 40 years now. And wow. Jim does a lot of therapy for ministry leaders, for pastors, for other therapists, right? Like Jim knows his stuff and he is like Steady Eddie and he's a studier and he just knows. And he's, there's no guile about him. Like he's really honest, he's really upfront. If he can't help someone, he's very upfront and he helps them get in touch with people that can, which is super humble. <laughs> you don't see that in a lot of therapists. A lot of therapists are like, I can help everybody. It's like, well, we're not all for everybody. And by the way, I can't help everybody either. Yeah. <laughs> like find your people and cling to them. And I remember actually when Eric and I met, it was gosh, over 20 years ago up in Menlo Park and John Ortberg was the pastor. And yeah, I remember John preached a message and that has stuck with me. And he said, there's so many books, there's so many great authors out there. Pick three that you love and that resonate with you and keep reading their books. Like you don't need to be insatiable and read 70 authors, it can even get confusing, like pick three that you want to emulate your life by and just reading those books. And that has stuck with me. And so Jim is one of those guys for me, like I eat up what he has to say because of his heart and his wisdom and seeing his life and the fruit of his life (laughs) lived out. So to see him then impart that wisdom into this group of people that God has allowed me to steward for this time. I just sat back and I was like, yes. Mm -hmm. And honestly, you guys, I want him to write books and (laughs) start a (laughs) podcast and all that stuff. I don't know if he he will, but so this is my little way of getting him out into the world. So it was beautiful. And it was really cool to see him pour into you guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you spent four months, well, much longer creating this content, but four months of really pouring it out on this group for six weeks. What surprised you most about the experience? Wow. Okay. Erica,
0: when is your podcast starting? You've asked a really good question. Stop it. This is a good question. Okay. So I don't know if I have really thought this through until you asked the question, but I would say the thing that shocked me the most and blessed me the most was what I got out of the program. Like, you know, I created this with the heart of service and intent to like pour in and to, to give and to really help people, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I cannot tell you the last really nine weeks with you guys, it took a little bit longer for this group because of the holidays. And there was a few content blips with my creating the content. So well, you were writing it as
1: we were doing it. So I mean,
0: that's pretty amazing. (laughs) I was building the plane as we were flying it. Yes, you were. But and that was a gift, too. But I would say I got so much out of teaching it with you guys. And I learned so much from you all as we went through it. But one of the coolest things for me was I really thought I'd have to go through this content five or six, seven times with groups of people virtually to really iron it all out and to really see if this is what I want to do or if I'm going to go a different direction. Or, And I think by about week four, I was like, this is my jam. Like, I think I had this moment with the Lord where I was like, this really is my life work. Like, I Mm. love this. I will always do something like the feel better journey with people because to see the fruit in all of your lives and then to see the impact. So honestly, it gave me such like, it planted like such chutzpah, like confidence in me. Like I can't help everybody, but the people that I'm called to help, I'll be damned. I'm going to help yeah. them. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm more like I, there's kind of a stake in the ground for me. So it was when I have told my husband last night, like this was one of the most impactful seasons of my whole life. Like mm-hmm. it, I will cherish this journey and this program. So
1: I love yeah. that. Oh, my goodness. I love that so much. OK, I'm going to pass it back over to you. I don't know <laughs> what
0: I'm doing leading this podcast. OK, well, that was amazing. Those are great questions. Thank you. Hey, anytime you want to come on and ask me questions, let's do it. <laughs> oh, I will.
1: I'm going to take you uh, up on that.
0: Let's do it. I love it. Okay. So let me ask you this, E. What would you say to anybody who is maybe on the fence or maybe unsure, but they're feeling kind of the Holy Spirit, like, "Ooh, could this be True. for me? They feel a little bit of excitement, but they that excitement could be nervousness and anxiety. And like, what would you say to somebody Kind of in that unsure moment, or what would you say if they're on the fence about the Feel Better journey?
1: So I felt that anxiety and that nervousness all the way up to the beginning, I'd say maybe 20 minutes into our first session. So if I would have let that keep me from doing it, I never would have done it. So I would just say, okay, well, that makes sense. And, you know, I have that feeling anytime I go into a a new area or new a new room of people, especially, you know, all women with the expectation you're going to share your heart and soul. That's that's a lot. So I would say kind of bring it down expectation wise and invest in yourself if you think this is the right next step for you. And it's not going to be right for everyone. And. I think that's why I'm volunteering Danny right now to have a conversation with you to make sure that it is a good fit. So Danny, would you talk to people if they contact you? I'm putting you on the spot. I know. But 100%. Yes.
0: Thank you for I'm, volunteering me. I'm yes. A
1: conversation with you would clarify if it is the right next step. And so for me, I was at the point where I knew what I believed spiritually and had a therapist and was growing there and was really working to implement some recovery and deeper growth principles in my life. And so it was a good fit. And I was nervous all the way up to that first meeting. And then I got off the call and was just
0: so excited to be a part of it. That's amazing. Well, and you brought up a good point. Like anything new can bring anxiety. Any change can bring anxiety, especially if you struggle with anxiety. Like Let's be real. And I think a lot of my listeners probably do, right? Because I do. And so I think just embracing, yeah, change and something new can, you know, make you a little nervous. I also, I don't want to scare anyone where when you come into the group, you know, we don't all just unload our dirty laundry and share our deepest, darkest secrets <laughs> or anything like that. Like, right, you can be as vulnerable and honest and get coached on whatever you'd like, right? It, you don't have to mm-hmm. get coached on some big traumatic or dramatic thing or whatever is going on get coached on more surfacey things and you can still get a lot out of it right because even you heard erica's story about her brother her getting coached on that was transformational Mm -hmm. for her figuring out that she doesn't need to carry the world on her shoulders anymore she doesn't need to be responsible for everybody within her circle like that's that's a huge sigh of relief so i just want to ease your mind and heart it's not a Tell all group journey right it's yeah we're gonna work on rewriting some of our story we're gonna work on healing our relationship with our past self and healing up our relationship with our current self because we are so hard on ourselves like we would say stuff to ourselves that we would never say to another human being right and but we're gonna work on that we're gonna bring Jesus into that we're gonna bring some inner healing into that we're gonna heal and build an amazing relationship with our future self right because Danny today is building the life for Danny 10 years from now. And the same with Erica and the same with you. Like we are trying to set ourselves up for the best possible future so that we can walk in all the purpose and joy and hope that Jesus has for us. But we've got to do this work like so many of us buy that lie in Christianity that we're doing something wrong if we don't feel okay. That's just not it. Like we live in a broken world and we're just not always going to feel 100%. I mean life is 50 50 it's 50 percent really hard and 50 percent glorious and beautiful but we've got to fight to have perspective to find that glorious and beautiful part so we're not overwhelmed with the hard and the traumatic and the, the really hard part otherwise we're just going to be miserable and i don't want to swim in the river of misery any longer yeah. so i want to pull everybody else up with me and not swim in that misery i want to want to swim in joy and peace and purpose. And yeah.
1: Well, and as an example, I brought some business problems to, to our group as well. I mean, there were times where it wasn't heart and soul. It was, hey, I'm stuck in this new business plan. We're launching our third business and it just felt like I was in quicksand a little bit. And so bringing that to the group and oh, my goodness, that was just so powerful. And I was able to to get onto solid ground in a business sense. And that was just such a surprise to me, working through that and even talking through some
0: productivity
1: stuff and some accountability stuff and things like that. It's
0: powerful. It is. Well, and the beautiful part too, The other, I will say, to go back to the question you asked me, what was one of the other beautiful parts for me? Yes. It was seeing you guys step up and step into each other's lives. Like I know, Erica, you guys, anyone could hire her with systems and accountability and productivity. Like she's magical and amazing in that way. And she like went above and beyond to help some of the ladies in the group who were kind of struggling in different areas of their life. And that to me is like, oh my gosh, when we can actually use our giftings for others, you know, we don't really always get that opportunity. Even when we're at church, we're not necessarily serving in our gifting, right? Like you might have some gift of teaching or a gift of, hospitality, but what you're doing is you're stacking chairs or you're working in the nursery because that's what's needed. And that's wonderful. It's great. But when we can actually figure out what our gifting is and then step into it and be used in that gifting, holy moly, that's where the magic happens. And so that's part of this process too. This feel better journey is allowing God to reveal really what our gifting is and then how to use it and then how to implement it and it's a process and it's a journey, guys, but this is all part of growing into who we were created to be. Like, there's just so much for us. And so- Yes, definitely, definitely. I love it. Well, Erica, I am so grateful that you went through this round of the Feel Better journey. You're incredible. And you poured so much into this group and to me. And so, and you just showed up like you did the work. And I have a funny story for you guys. Several months ago, I would always talk about the work on the podcast and Erica texted me and she was like, I need you to tell the story. (laughs) I have to. She was like, what is the work? Can you please clarify that? And can you do a podcast around it? And so just to clarify, okay, so the work, which now I've morphed it. Now I say the holy and hard work because it's this inner healing journey. It's this pursuing Jesus. It's allowing him to heal these places in us. It's self-awareness. It's being self-aware enough to admit when we're wrong or admit where we have issues or deficiencies and allow the Holy Spirit to minister there and then go a little bit deeper and like, well, why is it there? Like, It's not just admitting what it is or talking about the situation. It's like, well, how did it get there and how do I get rid of it? Or how do I learn to build a life around that, that issue or that thing? So doing the hard and holy work is what we're all after. It's what we're all doing, whether we've labeled that or not, because You wouldn't be listening to my podcast if you're not doing the holy and hard work, right?
1: Yeah, I just I needed a formula for it because it was a little abstract in terms of what is the work. So, yeah, that was really helpful. And if anyone's curious, this feel better journey is the work. So if you're looking for the work, you're probably already doing it. And this is a way
0: to take it deeper. So that's what I learned. I love it. Well, and let me tell you, I'm like kind of artsy-fartsy creative and Erica and others needed more systems and formulas and like graphs and worksheets and prompts. So they honestly, with their questions helped make the workbook a zillion times better than it ever would have been. I
1: made you add a checklist. I'm like, I need to know at the end of the week that I did all the things. What are the things? (laughs) And so you added the checklist at the beginning of like, here you go. Do this, 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 and this. You're done. A plus.
0: (laughs) Exactly. You can give yourself an A plus. And someone else said, I want more pictures. Can you give like graphs of like pictures? I was like, done. No problem. So this workbook with all these prompts, ended up being like 100 pages, but it's fun. I mean, it's like, it's not like a novel. It's, you know, there's two little things and illustrations. It's more of like a cartoon book with prompts, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I
1: mean, my notes are all over it. So that's just how I learned. But yeah, it was great. It was great to have a framework to
0: sit down and work through with my Bible. And yeah, I love it. Well, and you brought something up and I'll just end with this. This is not a Bible study, right? So I've led Bible studies. We've all been in Bible studies. Bible studies are amazing. They're really important and a great part of our lives. This is a group coaching program. So what's the difference? The difference is we're not just learning the material and praying through it. We're actually applying it and we're practicing it. And then we're going to unpack it and we're going to evaluate it. And we're going to figure out little tips or tricks or strategies to implement it in a way that it actually like gets solidified in our hearts and in our minds because I am all about us embracing and experiencing the love of God, but like experiencing it, not just hearing about it, not just knowing about it, but like how do I walk in it? Like this is what it's all about. So I'm super jazzed. So Erica, I can't thank you enough. I'm so grateful you came on today and I'm so grateful to have you in the community. Oh, thank you. And what's to come with this whole thing and these are my people, y'all. You are
1: my people. I'm so grateful to be here. I love it.
0: All right, my friends, that wraps up the conversation with Erica. Isn't she awesome and so vulnerable and honest? And I'm so grateful she had such a great experience on the Feel Better journey. And of course, if you are interested, please check out that link in the show notes as well as Erica volunteered me for those 15-minute little coffee chats. So we actually added a link to my calendar in the show notes. You can click right through and we can have a very low-pressure fun time, even just getting to know each other for a few minutes and have a coffee together through Zoom or just through a phone call, whatever you're most comfortable with. And we can just explore together if it's the right season for you. I wanna make sure that it's a fit for you before you jump in to this program because I want this program to work for you. All right, well, I am so grateful that you guys are here today. I'm so grateful for Erica. I'm so grateful for our community. And so let me say a quick prayer for us And I will talk to you guys in a few days. Lord, I thank you for my friends. God, I thank you that we're all on this journey to feel better, Father, and that your Holy Spirit is with us. And so, Lord, whatever my friend is going through today, Lord, would you bless them? Would you fill them? Would you protect them? Lord, would you remind them of something encouraging that Erica said, God? And would you help them just to take that nugget and to uh, be blessed by it, Father? And, Lord, I thank you for Erica. I thank you for... Lord, for her spirit to help and encourage and to be of service to our community. So, Lord, would you just bless Erica and everything she puts her hands and heart to today as well. Lord, we love you and we need you. Thanks for who you are. Bless my friend as they go uh, about on their day. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Hello, my friend. If this episode blessed you, made you laugh or triggered you, hey, that's growth. Please do me a favor and share this with a friend. And if you feel led, please leave a written review for the show. That really helps us out. Don't forget you are in good company if you're feeling more broken than you'd like to admit. And you are more loved than you can ever imagine. Have a great week. See you next time.